Welcome to the Digital Icebreaker Podcast, where we simplify digital transformation for the everyday professional. Sponsored by Consult R. Head to consultr.net for more information and to check out other episodes. This podcast will be about all things related to digital business and technology in a fun and simplified way. Warning, this will not be your average business podcast. We'll be talking about digital topics, but we'll be mixing it up with filler fun segments and just having a little personality. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, I'm your host, Mark Molinax. I'm here with Rama Cannabis. And we are here today to talk about e-commerce, the power of a customized experience. Yeah. How are you doing today, Rama? I'm doing well, doing well. A little bit hot, but doing well. It's a little warm in here. It's okay. Yeah. So, you know, give us a 30-second to one-minute overview of what the show is going to be about today, the main topic. Sure. Uh, we all shop in e-commerce. Uh, I think everyone knows what an e-commerce site is. But what we're going to be talking about here is the uh, concept or the importance of having a customized experience in an e-commerce site for your customers. We're going to give some tips we're going to give some insight on e-commerce sites, uh, and we're going to have some fun. Well, all right. Before we get started, why don't we do one of our games? Why don't we do digital dad jokes? Mm-hmm. Love it. So I'll go first. Um, oh, boy. What do you call a singing computer? What do you call a single computer? I don't know. Adele. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that one. A former company. All right, you have one for me? Hey, I do, I do. So this is a conversation that happens in an office. The boss approaches the employee and says, uh, how good are you at PowerPoint? And the employer says, I excel at it. And the boss is, was that a Microsoft Office pun? And the employer says, word. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have another one. Why did a computer show up late for work? Why is a computer... No idea. Because it had a hard drive. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right, one more. All right. So uh, why do developers have such high insurance rates? I don't know. They're always crashing. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, hopefully we broke the ice a little bit there. Let's, uh, let's get into our discussion here. So we're going to be talking a little bit about e-commerce, the power of customized experience, Dive into anything. It's going to be a little bit of a free form, but um, I would imagine we're going to cover a little bit about the best practices. Yep. Maybe some things we've seen um, through working with revamping websites and doing new new brand images mm-hmm. and, and working with new brands. Um, yeah, kick it off for us. Yeah, sure. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, everyone knows what an e-commerce site is. But what they don't know or they might not know is that there's so many options out there to really build uh, an e-commerce. Now, it's really hard to miss the basics on e-commerce with the options that you have out there nowadays. Uh, You know, I don't want to get too technical, but, you know, everyone knows about, you know, Shopify. It's really, you know, out of the box type e-commerce. Then you have other platforms like Magento, more enterprise, a little bit more, you know, harder to develop. You have WooCommerce, more flexibility. Um, you have, you know, uh, OS Commerce, OpenCard. There's so many of them. But really what we're going to be emphasizing here, Mark, is not telling you which type of e-commerce platform you should be running, but all. But more importantly, what 
elements you should be focusing on in your e-commerce to really bring the money because that's all about just bringing the money uh, and, you know, having those conversions in there. No, that's good. So, yeah, we're not going to dive into the main three that you mentioned, the Magento and the Woos and and whatnot. They're all different beasts for sure. So we understand if your listeners out there considering making a change um definitely do your homework and research between all all the choices before you move forward based off of one person's recommendation yeah yeah that's number one pitfall you know not not being able to 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 really investigate you know going back to a digital strategy understand what are your goals and what are you looking you know questions such as you know how many products are you going to be selling do your products have any variables right are you just selling a t-shirt are you selling a t-shirt that is Large, extra large, small, medium, it's white, black, you know, all those things that seem like something obvious that we all know, you got to consider before you define how you want to build your e-commerce platform or what you're going to be choosing, right? Um, so that's that's very key, starting from, you know, from the ground up saying, okay, what am I going to sell? What, what kind of experience am I going to share in? How are people going to be paying? How am I going to be shipping this? Those are questions that, you know, even though e-commerce platforms they automate all of this. You got to ask them because that might also define the framework that you're choosing for your e-commerce. No, I agree. And, and I would also add that if you also have B2C and B2B exactly. business, um, it's super important because both the customers have the same needs, but in a different way. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I've, I've actually seen, I've seen it done the bad way. And I've seen it done the good way as far as e-commerce and starting new or continuing to patch together or hire a developer to fix or enhance. Well, yeah. that's a better word, enhance, to, to do a few enhancements here and there and so on. And um, the next thing you know, you know, the $50,000 project a year later doesn't sound too expensive when you've dumped a hundred grand. Exactly. You know, plus more, plus, you know, soft time as well. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And you hit, on, uh, you hit on the nail there, Mark, because, you know, they're, they're different audiences, right? I mean, go about pricing, how you sell to a distributor or a retailer compared to an end consumer. The experience itself, too, right? I mean, you have retailers that they want to go to a site and they want to have to go one by one and select, you know, 20 of these, 20 of those how you can make that easy for a retailer to say, boom, 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 okay, I'm done. I got everything I need for the next three months. I'm going to check out, buy, and move into more important things. That's the kind of thing you got to think about. Totally. And, and I think it's interesting. So I was, I was working at a B2C company, mm-hmm. and it was amazing how many orders just came in from the wholesale website. Yeah. You know, because they're business centers. They just wanted to place orders over the weekend or whenever it was. They wanted someone to take care of it and ship it, et cetera. And um, the checkout, nothing was automated. So it was like, hmm. I already, when you would call them, they'd be like, I already placed my order. And our, our spin was, oh, well, we're just calling to make sure you don't want to add anything to it. When in reality, it was just more of the back end that we couldn't just. Exactly. Limitation. Well, stock wasn't accurate. All, you know, it was a, Basically, it was a digital process that was manual, yeah. and um, and so. But on the opposite side of that is is our B two C site was not. We actually ended up using two separate platforms. Wow. Um, yeah, it was okay. interesting. So, but 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 it, it, if you think about that um, from an e commerce standpoint, and kind of segueing a little bit into what it takes to manage a site, 
you know, effectively, not just like process orders or respond to actually do what an e-commerce site is supposed to do for you. And that gets in a little bit to like we talked about on one of our episodes, but a little bit about the UX UI journey and what a customer's doing on it and, and how can yeah. you convert. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So there's, there's a lot of considerations you have in the, in the e-commerce experience. Uh, you mentioned the UX UI journey, understanding how your users uh, use the platform. You know, in an institutional website, if you have someone that has a bad experience, it's not the end of the world. You know, I mean, they can read the information. That's all they went there for. And they can leave and that's it. But in e-commerce site, you have, a, you know, a, a one button that is not working. You have not the right description or you don't have the right images, consistent images for your products. That's actually money lost right on the spot. So, you know, when you are building or managing an e-commerce, uh, you got to be, you know, uh, to the detail, you got, you know, detail is really, I don't know if you heard this before, but retail is detail, you know, and e-commerce is, it's all about that. It's the detail, you know, I mean, we had, you know, we've done hundreds of e-commerce sites, but we've learned the most from those customers that had a really hard to sell product because you really had to look into the detail, you know, like, okay, why are they not clicking when they go into the product detail. Oh, well, maybe we should have it on the product listing, the, the buy now, you know, things like that. It is a science um, to strategize about it, to monitor it, and also to manage it, just like you said. But you got to be into the details. And we'll, we'll share a little bit of those tips of, you know, what kind of details you got to look after. Yeah, so I guess you're suggesting too, or referencing like the tagging, you know, the alt images and, and just making sure everything on your site is discoverable from SEO standpoint to consistency to actually a proven uh, mapped out journey, if you will, of what's converting to transactions. And, and it's, I've seen a lot of, of businesses throw a website up or kind of kind of move fast through it or don't really put a lot of thought and just, oh, yeah, it's, that, that's good. That looks good and so on. And next thing you know, it's stuck and it's sitting there for two years or however long. Yep. And um, the the amount of sales from a B2C standpoint, I mean, just a couple percent uptick if you're doing three, four million dollars a year, you know, uh, just for making a couple of tweaks, you know, five percent, seven percent, ten percent. Substantial for a small business, a small to middle-sized business. Definitely. That's why I say everything makes a big difference, um, you know. And there's so many considerations that people don't think about it. Like one of the things that people oversee a lot is, you know, how are you going to manage your stock, right? I mean, how, when people go into your site and they suddenly see that it's no longer in stock, what happens with that product? Is it still there and someone's trying to get to buy it and they can and gets frustrated? Uh, and when you're, you know, handling the stock in your e-commerce, how are you communicating that to your logistic company? Because you got to ship that, right? Are you still shipping that yourself? Or are you using a third-party logistic company that needs to know if you have stuff in stock or they're handling your stock and you need to get that from them, right? This, there's a lot of things to consider, um, you know, uh, from, you know, how you're going to present your products as well, right? You talked You talked about... You know, I'll tag images and everything really matters. You got to obviously choose your battles because there's a lot to do in an e-commerce. But, you know, how your products are seen by the end user visually, but also how are they seen by, you know, bots, indexing bots, right? When people sometimes they'll find you not because they know you, but because they go to Google and they put, you know, 
I want, you know, white T-shirts from the 80s, you know, and you're selling that. And if you do the job right, you're going to pop up and organically you can bring a lot of, um, you know, a lot of customers. So a lot of details, but what I want to ask you to do is maybe start from the beginning of the journey to the end, some considerations that we might want to give to our audience. What do you think about that? Yeah. And before we get into that, why don't we... Why don't we play the digital word game here? Okay, I like it. I like it. Let's, let's just take a little. All right. So game. what we do in this one is we just throw words at each other and we just say the first thing that comes in our mind. So please don't judge us for that. <laughs> it just comes in our mind. All right. So I'm going to throw one to you, Mark. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to say conversion. Energy. Okay. Um, you know, oh yeah, keep going. You, okay. You, I'm going to give you the second one. Upsell. E-commerce. Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> I actually stressed about that first one. <laughs> All right. I'm By the way, so you guys know, we don't tell each other the words, so that's why Mark is stressing out about that's, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, you can stress in a matter of a couple of seconds. <laughs> There's a little digital sounds. Yeah. Um, all right, I got one for you. PPC. Pay per click. Show the money to bring customers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have another one. How about this? Gateway. Third-party plugins that allows you to do transactions. Okay. That, I guess, is a gateway. Yeah, I mean, gateways. We'll talk a little bit about gateways, too. We used too. to call them interfaces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you love those very generic words that they just sound cool? But then well, like, That was back in the day the when that? everything was an interface project, you know? <laughs> like, if you just wanted one thing to talk to another thing, a third-party software or whatever it was, it was just a one-off project that cost $20,000. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> the internet, the power of the internet. Was, oh, yeah. It's amazing. API, how far <laughs> we've come. No, that's great. All right, so so let's get into what you were referring yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. So let's start from the uh, the start of the journey for any customer, right? Um, a, a lot of times, you know, an e-commerce site, you can have the best platform ever, but if you don't have a good marketing strategy for that e-commerce platform, uh, you know, that can really diminish the experience. So, you know, we're going to start with something basic, the homepage. One of the things that most e-commerce sites do is have those big banners, the hero images, but it's not only about looking pretty, but also giving them something that is very interesting to them. Call it a promotion, an offer, or the feature product, but the homepage, you know, a lot of times it's very important to make that best big impression. So on the homepage, is it also important nowadays to make your homepage or quote landing page or what have you have as much more in it than multiple pages or does that matter from an indexing standpoint um it matters uh, for the e-commerce as a whole from an indexing standpoint but to me the lesser is better especially when you get to a home page you gotta go right to the you know punchline you know you gotta say okay this is what we do these are our best products these are our specials and then within the site you're gonna have your categories you're gonna have you know different ways to shop us and stuff like that so the home page you know just my, my advice is always the less, the better, but you got to have that marketing punchline in there to to let them go the next step, right? Um, and then the next step would be the the product listing, right? Uh, you know, is it if you have 10,000 products, you're going to overwhelm that user, right? How are you going to make it simple for that user to find that? Do you have filters, right? Are those filters relevant to the users? 
How many times, Mark, you've gone to a site, they have 10,000 products, and the filter says, like, I don't want to filter by, you know. It's all the time. Or, you know, yes, all the time. I see it all the time. seen it tons um, personally and professionally with, you know, website redevelopment yeah. and, and things. Um, yeah. And, you know, it gets into the categories. Correct. There's a method to the madness. And, and if you are... Maybe just kind of throwing things against the wall and adding categories. I've seen it before where then try to go into the indexing search on a website and search for something and it'll pop up in one place and not show up under another category because, you know, it wasn't tagged correctly, et cetera, yeah. because there wasn't a whole thought process to it. So then somebody may potentially search one way and exactly. not find the product they're looking for that actually is on your site. It's just not discoverable. Yeah, you got to think as a human, you know, like, you know, you as a person, I know that you, you cannot foresee what, you know, 10,000 users are going to do, but think about how would someone want to find their their product, right? Some people, they go into the product listing, some people go to the search. So indexing within the site is key, right? right. If some people put their keys, some people put their, you know, the SKUs, their unique IDs to find them, especially retailers, right? Right. So you got to think really, okay, how will my users find the products, either through the product listing or the search itself? So I think that's that's very key. You made the first great impression. Now, how will they find what they wanna, they're looking for? But go the full, go the length, you know, meaning do it all, not just, I've heard it many times in meetings. Oh, uh, well, they could just go that way and search it that way. But that's going under the assumption that they're going to do it that Leave way, it which yourself. goes back to your point that, you know, you got to look at all the options that a, a, a consumer could yeah. potentially find or buy this product. Exactly. Online. And then from there, make sure you have all those bases covered versus the assumptive, uh, oh, well, you know, they can just, they can find it over there. Well, it's in that category. Yeah. But if you search in this category, all of them come up except for that one. Yeah, so exactly. You know, and it's your top seller or whatever the case. So. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah. So then, you know, I'm going to mention something that is very obvious, but it's very important. And you'll be surprised how many people miss this. And this will take us into the product detail page, which I think is the third uh, most important part, uh, is image consistency, Mm. making look professional. How many times you go into a site and you have a, you know, a product looking from the right-hand side perspective and then from the left-hand side perspective, different colors, different sizes, Consistency is key in really showcasing your products. In fact, there are companies, we do this as an added service, but there's companies that specialize unique on going into e-commerce sites and making sure that all the images look exactly the same and everything. You know, you got to think also how you name those images because when there's a, a bot, a Google bot that goes in there, it's going to read, you know, that image and you want to tell the bot, look, this is the type of product, this is the size of the product, this is the SKU. So people can find it through the image because image gets indexed as well. So how they look, how you name them are key, not only for product listing, but for the product detail, right? Um, so you can have a great description in there, but if you have a crappy image and it hasn't look consistency, it's just the values, the user experience. So I, I, I think it's safe to say that e um Judge the book by the cover yeah, versus don't judge. I mean, you know, it matters. Yeah. E-commerce sites are not human. So um, whatever you're putting out there from a brand standpoint, uh, yeah, people are going to make a past judgment in three seconds. Yeah. The second they hit your site or or the second they get into the buying experience, within three to four seconds, they're going to make their mind up. And I can't tell you how many times 
that I just backed out and bought product, you know, music equipment or whatever from a better website. Yeah. Just because I was frustrated with the experience of trying to simply shop. Yeah. You know, it's be simple. Because yeah, they say, you know, unless you got the, some unique product that nobody else has when, you know, there's a lot of me too's out there in, in, in the retail yeah. world. So yeah. um, there's options in the market. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, then we'll go to, to me, uh, one of the most important pieces, which is the cart and the checkout. I'm going to put them together, even though they're two separate things. As you know, you know, you can put as many things as you want in the cart, and then you can manipulate things before you actually start the check checkout process. The checkout process, every time I talk about it, I imagine a full stadium, people just looking at the players about to score a PK. You know, I'm a soccer player, as you can see, and like hoping that it goes through. You got to look at it the same way. That it has to be precise. It has to be straightforward. And it's the key part of your website. You've done the great job or you've done a job getting someone to the checkout. And all they got to do is just put their information and buy and they're done. So the checkout is very key. One mistake, one issue, and you might lose them forever, right? Um, so the, the recommendation for the Cart slash checkout is always to keep it as simple and easy to complete as possible. Minimum information that you require from the customer, thinking about your objectives, right? Because a lot of times I know that e-commerce that go extremes, for example, you have those e-commerce that allows everyone to only shop if they create an account, right? which a lot of people don't want to create no. an account. They just want to buy and never see you again. And that's okay. You have both of them, right? And then you have other ones that they only do it as a guest and you have an account. So you lose contact with that customer, right? You cannot reach out and ask how was the experience or, you know, do some kind of upsell or anything like that. So you got to find the middle point. So to my opinion, um, having both options as a guest and create an account in a very user-friendly way is the right way to go around uh, cart and checkout. Okay? Yeah. So three points. So we're three points on the e-commerce is what we got here, right? Yeah, well, four actually. If you think about the product five, product yeah, listing, yeah. and the product details together, um, one thing that I will say that a lot of people don't recognize two things. Sorry, is we'll have um, you know we talk about gateways in the words. You know, you got to think about also how they want to pay, right? Payment gateways. You know, if you have a site that only accepts PayPal, you know, PayPal as great as it is, it just you know it just passed to. So you want to make sure that it's simple. A lot of people use credit cards. In fact, Mark, I'm starting to listen to, to see a lot of customers don't even want to use credit card anymore. And what they do is they use these third-party companies where they actually give them credit, they buy, and then they transfer. Yeah, it's very strange. But, you know, our audience is changing. So e-commerce is changing as well. So it won't be surprised in the future if credit card starts diminishing. You know, cryptocurrency can also be another one. But payment gateway is very important. And also shipment gateway. How many shipment options you give? You know, if I buy something, how many times you buy something? And yeah, I'll be here, you know, at the end of the year. I'm like, ah, oh, screw this. I'm leaving, right? Well, I came from China then. Well, well, you buy exactly. online on Instagram, you know, and you've two months later, you get it. And you're like, all right, cool. But exactly, exactly. Um, and last but not least is the abandoned carts, right? Yeah. Because uh, the cart and the checkout is such an important process. You want to make sure that all those people that were filtered out for because of bad user experience or anything like that, you can um, reach back to them. You know, so as long as you have a good abandoned cart, you know, integration or functionality, and they put any type of information, email or phone number, you can make a really nice funnel to reach out to them and you know get a second or third chance, and that's very important. So I think those 
you know, those four slash three uh, points in the e-commerce side is definitely worth considering. It's a, it's a whole new world. We can talk hours about this. We could. Well, on that note, too, um, we're about out of time. I think it's been a great conversation this week, um, for sure, talking about e-commerce. Really appreciate you joining uh, me and me joining you. Uh, <laughs> we, do, we do work together, so it's not like we're... No, but it's a good point. We're going to have, you know, people visiting us and, you know, having, you know, new speakers in the uh, in the podcast. So I think it's interesting to, uh, to Really excited it about it. And uh, we thank everybody out there for joining us. Thank you.